0: Do you dream about your next trip? You're
1: in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, welcome to another episode of Time to Talk Travel. My name is Nasreen and I'm here today with Des and Mo, and we are going to be chatting about of traveling alone as a female and whether you're also adding kids or other girlfriend trips onto that. We all know that there are safety issues that we take into consideration when we travel, especially if we're by ourselves. Well, I know that we all have a lot to say on this. I spent years as a business traveler. We've all traveled independently so frequently. Who wants to kick it off with what one of their number one top tips is?
0: It's really trying to blend in with everybody else, doing what you can to not draw attention to yourself. Um, whether that's carrying a massive camera that only a tourist would be carrying around in that city. People in other countries say they can always pick out the Americans because they're wearing ball caps with the teens or I guess athleisure wear is not that so common. Now in a place like Europe, in America, obviously you're going to blend in more. A really important one is just making sure whatever you're wearing has pockets that zip up. Um, You're not carrying a purse that you've got over the shoulder. If it doesn't have zippers, I am not likely to wear it.
2: I think it kind of depends on where you're going, for sure. You need to do your research in advance. So if you're going to somewhere that is prone to pickpockets, and and if you are planning, think you're going to go out to dinner, know where you're going in advance. Do your research and be smart, like you said, Des.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe don't be standing there taking, ten hundred selfies from every angle. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: if you are, just know that you might be what I mean, people still do selfies. I live in Atlanta, and when I go to downtown, I'm going to take pictures. But I also am not going to leave my... Bag mm. 10 feet away because I don't want my purse on my shoulder for my pictures. Most of that's
1: common sense. Exactly. Being aware of your surroundings is so important. And I think a lot of my tips stem off of that. Uh, with business travel, a lot of times I was flying into a city late at night or driving between cities at night to get to where I needed to be for the next day. So I know a lot of the things that I've jotted down have to do with kind of late night stops. If I need to stop what I'm doing for safety. Don't stop at gas stations late at night unless they're really large travel plazas on the interstate. Um, There's a couple reasons I have for that. One is I don't want to be in a sketchy standalone tiny gas station in the middle of nowhere when it's likely to get robbed, you know, when there's just people hanging out who are maybe up to no good. The second thing is just a random thing. There's car theft issues and there were in some of the areas that I traveled to. I don't want to put more fuel in my car. I want it to be at a quarter tank or less at night and then if they steal it, they're not getting very far in my opinion. It makes me feel a little bit better. It may just be like a neuroses thing, but like why would I put a full tank of gas in my car that evening at a sketchy gas station so that somebody can get further?
2: I always
0: want as much gas as I can because I don't want to make another stop later. I will (laughs) gas
2: it up and then
0: hopefully it won't be stolen. But that does bring up, I stayed in Dallas at a very nice hotel. And we got in late, so we needed to use the parking garage. And I will tell you, walking into the parking garage at night, I was with my boyfriend, so I felt like we were okay, but the car next to ours, the whole back had been broken into. I thought, oh my gosh, we were in a rental, and that would have stunk to have to call the rental car agency and park under the light, is Mm -hmm. what they say for parking garages, or even on a street, you know, pick the spot that's under a light, that way it's less likely that you'll be broken into. When I was in Europe, Seville, we got in at midnight. We weren't in a a cab to the hotel until 1230. And I will say that's another tip for me. If you have the choice, Uber is a smarter choice because you then have the contact info for the driver. Should you leave something in the car? As far as safety, you also have some recourse. If you're in an Uber or a Lyft.
1: And you can track yourself, right? You can send your tracking information to someone else to follow. I know that I was traveling a lot this past year solo and my son stays up late. He would know where my location was. I would ping him as soon as I got into an Uber so that he could follow my trip and make sure I made it to the airport. All right. And that is huge relief. I know I went to school in Boston, lived in Boston for many years and people used to share medallions. So you don't even know if you get a medallion number in a cab, if it's the same driver because they're sharing vehicles and medallions that's a huge safety thing And continuing on with late night stops, I think it just maybe isn't the obvious choice, but if you have to go to the restroom late at night, there's a lot of grocery stores that are open. They always have a lot of people. There's multiple workers there at night. It's not just one person behind a counter behind glass. So if you have to go to the restroom late at night and you're traveling by yourself, look for a grocery store. It's a much better place to stop and use the restroom at night and you can get snacks. Sidebar
0: on that. My boyfriend has this tip for whenever he's traveling, he will stop at hotels for the restroom. Mm. They are much nicer than a gas station one. I'm not saying you could walk in a motel at 1 a.m. and use you mm. if you're not staying there, but um, that's just a side tip for whenever you're taking a road trip. You need to stop. They're typically cleaner. And if you just walk in and act like you know what you're doing.
1: I do that in cities, but definitely yeah, the 1 a.m. bathroom stop might be a little trickier because the doors are
0: locked. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: for sure. So we talked about getting into hotels late, And you were talking about the parking garage and the break ins. One of my tips is to know what you're taking into the hotel before you get there. You should not be in your car at the hotel, digging around, trying to figure out what you need to be taking in at night or hauling in every single bag you've brought. You want to have one or two go bags. You're parking the car, getting out and going in. So I know that solo with the kids, uh, they know which one they're taking in. I'm dropping them off at the front. They're waiting in the lobby. I park, I come back. They'll know if I don't make it back to the car or back to the hotel. (laughs)
2: And don't leave your stuff in your backseat. That's Um, uh, going back to their break-in thing. If they can see it, they're going to take it. Don't just put it out there.
0: And Naz, you hit on this with sharing the location in an Uber, but also there are things like Life360, just Mm -hmm. a simple Apple AirTag. Mm -hmm. I started this with my mom who has Alzheimer's. was with her at the beach and I put an air tag in her phone purse that she wore around her neck all the time. So that if she walked away and I wasn't paying her enough attention, I could find her. I am on the verge of buying a little dirt that you can clip inside your pants that I'm gonna give to my daughter for college. I don't her, I don't feel like I need to if I don't hear from her for three days. I'm definitely gonna pull up Where's her location and what is going on if there's an air tag hidden inside your pants your shoe What it doesn't hurt. I put them in air in my suitcases now.
1: Yeah, um, we have the air tag keychain holders for the kids mm. And they're different colors Some of the kids will have it as a necklace on paracord and some of them They'll put it on a belt loop that my hut He went solo with them to dash shortly after a girl had been taken out of a stadium like she went to the bathroom she was 16 and was taken out of the stadium and we're just like you know what there's three of them he's alone with them let's just put air tags and make sure that he has an eye on them we also used those when we drove across the country and we were moving it was me four kids and two dogs my biggest fear was one of the dogs was going to escape partway through they can't communicate and i don't want to lose my dog in a different state they come in really handy. I put one in my luggage, or that way if the car did get broken into and they grabbed the luggage, the whole thing would go. I usually leave one in my car. Uh, just a reminder though, they do ping that there's an air tag nearby to other people. So it's not undercover. If you're doing it in a less populated area, people will notice if they're around an air tag a lot. But it does provide a lot of peace of mind if you're traveling with pets or kids cross country, or just keeping track of where your items are. We use the Apple, family thing all the time. I can see where everybody is. It's mostly just because we have erratic schedules and I want to know if my husband got off shift on time or if I need to pick a kid up. But it does work out really nicely for safety purposes. I would text my husband when we got into a hotel at night and he would know what state we made it to. But if I didn't, he could tell that we were all together. Mm
0: -hmm. And sharing itineraries. So when you're on your own, again, when I went to Europe, I didn't really think, do I really need to send this to anybody back home? I didn't. Again, I'm a big girl. I figure I'm good. I hadn't shared my itinerary and I was just picking new countries every weekend because it was 80 bucks to hop on whatever plane or train and go to wherever. When I decided I wanted to go climb Montserrat one weekend, I didn't tell a soul. And I jumped on a train and then I went it's on this mountain that anyone could have just pushed me off and I would have been gone forever. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't have good cell service. So there was no way anyone could be tracking me at that point. But if I had said, Oh, Hey, today I'm going to this, place, at least they would have had a starting point.
2: They would have had a starting point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so sharing your itinerary if you're traveling alone is super important. And then even when a natural disaster happens in that place where you are, oh, and the family needs to know, was she still there? You know, it's important for them to know.
1: That falls in with if I'm business traveling and I made it through accounts faster than I thought, or I think I can fit something else in, my plans might change quickly. And one of the things that I did traveling solo was I really was very hotel loyal. I was using Hilton pretty much exclusively, unless there absolutely was no choice of a Hilton anywhere near I was staying. And that was for a couple of reasons. One was I share the login to that app with my husband. So even if I don't update him on my plans, he can see where I'm staying if he logs in. If I went missing, if I went silent, if he couldn't see my location, it went off. He could look and see where did I book for that night? Where should I be? Am I there? Can you see her car in the parking lot? There would be a starting point without me having to communicate it. The other thing is a lot of times the hotels are clumping together now so a hilton brand hotel there'll be a homewood suites a hampton inn and a a hilton garden inn all right next to each other so you've got a choice of the three hotels but the benefit of that is that they share parking lots And those parking lots are better lit than a standalone hotel's parking lots. And there's a lot more space since it's for three hotels, because if you're on a popular road trip route, you can get some really cramped parking lots when you start having trailers and campers and people with uh, extensions on their vehicle parking, and you can end up on the backsides of hotels. If you're in a parking lot of three hotels, they're usually very large with a back space for larger vehicle parking. So it's a safer parking lot in my
2: opinion. Agreed. No, and it does make sense. And sometimes it's worth just spending that extra money to be in a secure building, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I prefer the hotels that do lock the doors at night. You do need a key to get in.
0: I will say when I was researching this, I came across an article written by a woman who used to be in the CIA. And she absolutely is adamant she will not use private rentals like Airbnbs. And I love Airbnbs for the most part. So this was interesting to me. But she said, no, too many factors are out of your control, especially when she's traveling with her child she will not do it and i thought wow that's i I
1: don't use airbnbs i think as a family we've used an airbnb once it wasn't even me it was just my husband traveling alone i don't use them i want to know that i can call a corporation's phone number at night if i have an issue and reach a human and if there's an egregious safety issue i don't want to stay in an airbnb i don't know who's been there before me i don't know where there's a fake camera in the wall i just don't want to do it plus the cleaning fees and everything but I really like hotels i feel like they're safer for me and my family and the type of travel that i do and i also really like one of the reasons with hilton is the digital key if i'm coming in late at night i want to have digitally checked into my room and if i park on the back side of the hotel i don't want to have to walk all the way around front to go in the main lobby door and have them let me in if i have digital key i can go in the door that's right there and then get to my room. There's no keys to become demagnetized in my wallet. There's nothing where I have to go back and they have to say, "Oh, the keys for room number, blah blah blah, didn't work." It's all on my phone. No one sees it. No one hears it.
0: I will tell you this small story about an Airbnb that traumatized my daughter. We did a road trip up the East Coast one summer. We were just taking ferries all over the place. I don't own a gun, but I do have a scuba knife that I held onto from college days that I keep under my car seat just in case. I'm, I'm kind of a girl who panics. So like I'd ever really be able to use it as a whole another thing. But I traveled with it. it. We had a stop in Martha's Vineyard overnight. And I booked thinking we were getting this boat to ourselves. My daughter was 10 at the time. The guy had said, I'm going to meet you at the dock. We have a little dinghy that you'll take out to the boat. The boat is anchored off the dock. You're out in the water. Perfect. This sounds awesome. What an adventure. We get there, and he says, oh, by the way, there's another couple that's going to be staying there tonight. My daughter was like, what? <laughs> and I said, hold on. I thought we had the boat. And he goes, no, you have a room on the boat. There's a second sleeping quarter. And I went, oh, dear Lord, I'm so glad I have my the knife. Because who knows who this?
1: Couple who knows is. if I have to murder that couple <laughs> in the middle of the night?
0: Say all hell breaks loose and they turn out to be crazies or mass murders, we're gonna have to jump in the water and swim to shore to get away from. Like my brain went crazy. With the scuba ride.
1: knife, like, we can hold up another boat and take it, <laughs> so we don't have to swim to shore. yay
2: yay What a fool! I, I use Airbnb and Verbo or whatever they call it now for years and just have stayed all over the world. And to be honest, it usually is more. Cost effective for me with four kids. I can have a kitchen where we can make meals um, because often for a sailing regatta, I might be there for a week to 10 days. That's really expensive to be eating every meal out. And you do get to stay in some kind of awesome little places. You have to read the fine print, know exactly what it is you're booking. One regatta in New Jersey, we stayed in a room in a lady's house. She would have only women and children stay in her house. Hotels were six to eight hundred bucks a night. Um, and I'm not like that, just that was the high season. So it was like 50 bucks a night for a <laughs> in her house. And it had two twin beds, it was a shared washroom. It was really weird, but we got through. Sometimes those kind of adventures are the ones that teach you the lesson of, okay, I'm going to read that a lot more carefully next time. And read the reviews, honestly. People are brutal. You can talk to the owner. Make sure that they get back to you right away. If they don't get back to you right away with your questions when you're booking, they're probably not going to get back to you right away if there's something going wrong.
1: Totally veering off onto safety and driving. With cities, if you're going to be in cities or more populated areas, especially if you're going to be driving late at night, I know one piece of advice I was given years ago, and I wish I could remember from who, was to keep a lot of stuff on your front passenger seat uh that if someone's going to try and carjack you it makes it a lot more challenging to target you as an easy target at an intersection
2: and jump in so it pays to be messy up, so they can't jump in that yeah. spot
1: you're right yeah, you're whole, I, So like a whole bunch of stuff all over the seat
2: my my, my mom had a friend who had a mannequin that she would bring because <laughs> she drove alone so often yep that she dressed him up like in a hoodie and sat him in the passenger seat and he drove around. And she would drive from Montana to Calgary, across the Canadian border, <laughs> have a lot of explaining to do about who her passenger was. That's awesome. That's They're a like, great tip. Of him?
0: Yeah, great
1: tip. Great tip. Can't use it for the tolls, it doesn't count as a second person for <laughs> no, HOV. You will no. get in Boston, there's an HOV lane that goes under a bridge right near North Station and where the Bruins play. And there is frequently standing or sitting off to the side there, pulling people over who go through the HOV lane with only one person. There'll be little traffic write-ups in the paper where they say they caught someone with a mannequin.
0: Crazy, crazy. Another thing that I, when I was researching that really surprised me, a statistic, was that the most common cause of death for Americans abroad, guess what it is, guys?
1: Drowning, heart attack. I was going to say drowning too,
2: but I don't know why.
0: Traffic accidents. Okay. Can you believe that? Oh. That's I. I blew my mind, but it's true. We They're get driving lot,
2: on the wrong side of the road. I'm well, not surprised. We're bad we drivers people. sometimes.
0: Yeah, and we yeah. get lax. Yeah. Oh, I don't need a helmet with the scooter I rented today. Or some of those cities, you rent those scooters, which I love doing.
2: But depending on where you are, the roads are much more narrow, much more windy, not big open freeways and highways that we're used to here.
1: I rode an electric scooter in Nashville just to say I I had because I see them all the time and i had never tried one and Nashville seemed like a safe place to try it during the middle of the day. The traffic seemed like it would stop for me a little bit. There were areas, there were little scooter bike lanes. I did not pee myself, but (laughs) I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the motorized scooters zipping down the city street. Definitely not doing it in a city where they don't respect pedestrians.
0: When we went to Italy, my daughter had her heart set on riding a Vespa, had her heart set on it. And everything I read is you do not want to be the person driving a Vespa around, and especially in the circles in Rome or what have you. So we paid for the tour. It was 200 bucks when I think back, but worth every penny because we also got a tour guide. He was riding. I hopped on back because my daughter didn't want to have to hold some strange man's waist. And she sat in a sidecar and it was a great part, but again we wore the helmets we had a driver even on the mm. amalfi coast we paid a man to drive us to our destination because i didn't want to risk i wanted to enjoy the views instead of trying to take a snapshot mm. you can't drive but- and take video or snapshots on the amalfi coast it can't be done so
2: no you do bring up a good point that that is travel that way, you get excited about going to your destination, thinking we just got back from Mexico and going through the Cancun airport, you just get inundated by people trying to give you a taxi or a driver or help you carry your luggage, what have you. We do try to pre-arrange our um, transportation in advance. So we know it's a, with a reputable company and we already know exactly how much it's going to be. They're waiting for us. They're checking our flight in advance and they come pick us back up when we're ready to go home. And you, you can also usually get their name and number to be able to use them while you're there locally as well. There's so many scams and so many sketchy scenarios you could find yourself in if you just wing it that way. I'm
0: usually a wing it kind of girl. You're right. You should be planning in advance where you're staying and how you're getting there when you can. Something else to look into before you land, um, especially if you're traveling abroad, is knowing the equivalent of 911 there. Mm -hmm. I think in London, it's like 999 or it's not 911 everywhere you go if you have an emergency and also knowing what to yell. I remember learning in grade school, and I assume this is still the case, if you're being attacked, You don't yell rape because then people don't necessarily want to get involved. But if you yell fire, they will call help. I don't know if that's still the case, but that's something I've always kept in the back of my mind.
1: The world has come so far in general. There are ring cameras and security cameras and everything nowadays. If you're actually in a situation that feels unsafe, look for them, walk towards them, talk to them, make sure you're seen. If you're traveling solo in another country somewhere It's not always a good idea to bring rolling luggage. It can be hard to handle in some places. I know that I have a travel backpack that is from Cotopaxi that I love. And when we went to Sri Lanka, they highly recommended it because there's a lot of cobblestones and uneven steps mm-hmm. and things like that. And it folds completely open like a suitcase, unzips like a suitcase, but it's a backpack and has a side handle to take to. And I just loved that. I'm so glad I got that piece of advice because it's an essential part of like my travel accessories now. And the other thing too is with these solo trips, if you really want to go somewhere and you're like, I'm going to go by myself, There are a lot of groups now, sites Mm -hmm. where they will either set you up with an itinerary that is planned for solo women traveling that has been vetted, that they have vendors that they use, or you can even join a trip with other women who want to go to the same place and meet new friends and go during a time with other people if you're up for it. So there are options out there if you don't want to travel by yourself or you want to travel an itinerary that has already been vetted.
0: Now, as so I have two other things for hotels, no matter where Absolutely. you go, um, that kept coming up, door stops. Mm-hmm. When I stay at a hotel, I get laughed at because I put the extra lock up. They're like, for real? Yes, I do that because I know I everybody else in the hotel they could get in with whatever key. A lot of people have those keys. So I do that, but also they say the door stops because not every hotel is going to have that extra lock there. And a door stop is just a little plastic wedge you could put in your suitcase very easily. And then also if someone's knocking at your door and they say they're housekeeping or their hotel staff or what have you, you call the hotel lobby before you open the door. You say, okay, I'm confirming. Call down to the front desk and say, did you send someone to my room? Because a lot of times that's where people will jump in and say, oh, I'm, I work here and if you let down your guard, it's entirely possible you're letting someone in who isn't working. No,
1: absolutely. And I do the doorstop thing as well. I have two clear doorstops in the little zippered pouch of my suitcase uh, that I bring with me, Mm -hmm. one for the front door and one for the adjoining room door. And I started it because we were traveling to a country that it said might not have doorstops. But the other thing also is I put that arm up all the time and it has nothing to do with, with safety per se. I just feel like the maid service starts really early in the morning sometimes, and they're not always going to knock and then wait. They just knock and come in. And I've been in the shower before when they've come in if I have forgotten mm-hmm. to put it up. So I just, <laughs> that is my backup plan right there.
0: Here's a safety tip for trains and lots of trains in Europe, but also in America. They can empty out, like you might jump on and it'll be a crowded train car. And people will be getting off. And before you know it, you look around and you're the only one in there. I had a girlfriend this happened to where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, two guys are walking up to her and she's looking around. Oh, crap. I'm here by myself. And she tried to be funny with them. Look, my shoes aren't even as nice as your shoes. I've got nothing you want from me. And then a family came on in her car and the people left her alone. Mm -hmm. Then I, she's always, I always wonder what would they have done had that family not just come in. So Another tip is to move to a different part of the train. If you see it emptying out, Mm -hmm. just go to a more crowded car because you're much less likely to be approached or heard. And I
1: know that for me, solo travel wise, I don't like to carry a lot with me in general. If I'm just running out to dinner on a business trip or something like that, I have my phone has a wallet in it. Like my phone case fits my license and two credit cards, so I can never forget my wallet. I never forget my phone because I know it has my wallet. I always have my license with me. That's a huge thing that I love, and people always ask me about it in general. So, yeah, like you were yeah. saying, but I'm stacking.
2: Don't have you know you you have to carry all your stuff. So don't be the person who's got ten suitcases and is trying to mm-hmm. manage that just do what you need that's yeah
0: i do the same i have a little magnetic pocket that goes on the back that has my license and insurance card and credit card in europe when you're supposed to travel with your passport i have a lanyard pocket Mm. thing that fits cash so i keep that around my neck and then it's hidden like in a coat or under my clothes for the most part so if somebody was taking something they'd have no idea i had that but also another um, important one and we tell people all the time make copies of your passport like xerox copies print them out When you're traveling, you don't need to take your passport with you everywhere. Like obviously on the train or on the plane or what have you train. But once you're settled in a room, wherever you're staying, you can leave the passport there and go out and especially if you have the Xerox copy most of the places you're shopping aren't going to ask for it they do in the airport but if you have a copy of it you're much less likely to lose it and i will say and and
2: use the safe or bring a little safe with Mm -hmm. you if that's what you're going to be doing because you don't want to lose that passport either yeah right that's for sure
1: yeah for sure definitely i think we could honestly talk about this all day (laughs) because i know i have
0: Safety on a B, do you leave your stuff behind? A quick tip on that, an easy one that I read that I thought was genius. You dig a little hole in the sand and you put your stuff in like a Ziploc bag in the sand and then cover the sand back up, put your flip flops on top of that. So you know where you dug your treasure, where you hid your stuff. Then you can go swimming and no one will be the wise. I really like to go swimming and I don't want to be worried the whole time. Like I got to keep my eye on. And honestly, if somebody came up and grabbed your bag while you're swimming, you're never going to catch them anyway. It takes too long to get out of the water. I'm so paranoid.
1: We barely bring anything onto the beach. I have a cup that the bottom screws off of, or I have the plastic thing for your phone and we'll put, one thing, like the keys or the twenty dollar bill that I thought I needed, or and everything else stays behind. There's little that
2: you can lock to your beach chair. If you're that determined to get my phone. <laughs> But. There is one more
0: on animals. My daughter is the person drawn to every stray animal in every city we go to. And if you don't know, those things probably don't have vaccines or what have you. And if they bite you and then you're getting treated for rape, it's okay not to go love on all the animals in whatever country. Take Especially a picture. Don't
1: pat them. Yes, sure, for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then okay, I'll I mean, one more because now you're me too. off. Okay. Carabiners and extra bags. So I have a couple of different size carabiners that I'll bring with me when I travel and I use them for different things. I will take my purse and carabiner it to something to keep it on me or near me. I will, when I'm on a train, I will attach my purse to my bag handle to the seat. I I like to clip things to each other and then the extra foldable bags if I end up with extra stuff, dirty laundry, things I buy, I can put it in there and then I can carabiner it onto the backpack to carry it around more easily when I'm going. Mm-hmm. I know I carabiner my water bottle onto my bag when I travel so that I can easily show at TSA that it's empty. Same thing. Same. Smart. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Okay, we'll come back to this topic another time. But safety, solo travel, if there's any tips that you have, anything you do every time, any horrifying stories or funny stories, we'll take those too. Uh, Feel free to leave them for us and we will be back again with you next time on Time to Talk Travel. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel brought to you by hashtag travels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter
2: or connecting with us on social We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels and thanks for being a part of our trip.